everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, and today I return guest, Robin Martia, with me. Hi, Robin, how are you doing? Hi, Nancy, I'm good, how are you? Great. So it's been a while since you were last a guest on my podcast, and you have done a lot of exciting things lately with your illustration career and your fine art. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about it. But before we go into that, just as a recap for new listeners, um, can you give a little bit about yourself? Okay, so I am a vine artist and illustrator. I currently work from out of Jackson, Mississippi. And I create illustration work currently for the Mississippi Free Press. Um, and I am studying, I'm in my final semester at SCAD as an e-learning student. So I'm excited about that. Oh, well, I have been so excited every time you're posting things, whether you're experimenting with your artwork or you're doing some kind of show or exhibit or you're doing editorial work. I thought it would be really great to kind of catch up with you and talk to you a little bit more about um, what are some of the current projects um, you're working on um, since we last spoke. Um, well, currently I'm working on um, my thesis work for SCAD, and that will include an exhibition which is scheduled to showcase virtually um, August, in August. Um, I'm working on the dates right now. The tentative date is August 16th, and I will have it running for at least two weeks um, in August. So I'm working on that, and then I create illustration work for the Mississippi Free Press. Um, the content for that is based around Black women um, and how COVID, how they're dealing with COVID, you know? So that's been really exciting and really creative for me, a creative process for me. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, is it okay if I ask you a little bit more details about your thesis? Sure. Yeah, so what are oh. you planning on doing for your visual and for um, the, the written part that goes with it? Well, the topic is centered around social awareness issues, mm -hmm. um, specifically dealing with uh, children and how they could uh, jumpstart, you know, ways in order to save the environment. Oh, um, wonderful. It, specifically with climate change, um, I'm going to touch on topics such as racism and specifically mental health. Um, and I'm looking at artists such as Keith Haring and Ezra Jack Keats for inspiration. Um, I find these artists, they like through their illustration work and through their like written poems and words, they've taught kids so much about um, not specifically climate change, but how to deal with uh, social issues. So um, that's really exciting. And the paper is correlates with uh, that as well. I don't know if you've ever heard of, uh, C, I think his name C.R. Snyder and his hope theory. So the hope theory is based on the idea that if we work hard, hard towards a goal, we'll have, you know, more hope instilled in us if, you know, we progress in whether that goal like transpires, transpires or not. So that's what the, my whole thesis is centered around. So hope and uh, social issues. 
Well, that's wonderful. I think uh-huh. that's great. And I always kind of saw that in some of the work that, you know, you were working on in class that we were together. And I was uh-huh. kind of curious, I'm sorry, this isn't in my questions, but I was curious, like, where was the inspiration for like the mental health and the environment? Like, was it something that you had, you know, experiences in your personal life or people that you know, that kind of um, made you want to focus your thesis on that? Um, I actually, I always like to touch on hopeful, um, just the aspect of hope in my work. And as far as climate change specifically, um, I know that everything that's going on down to COVID, the crazy weather that we've been experiencing, it all correlates with climate change. And it's like, what can we do to either better the environment or start working on uh, strategic ways um, to kind of, it's, I don't, I don't want to say get rid of it, but basically better the environment. So I said, okay, we have to start with children, like how we talk to them about, you know, recycling and what we could do as far as, um, I'm sorry, my dog is barking. (laughs) What we we can do as far as like just cleaning up the environment, whether it's um, getting energy efficient cars or cutting down on how much energy we use on a daily basis. So that's where the inspiration came from. And I think we all need a little bit of hope not a little bit, but a lot of hope in these times. And so I said, what's, what better way can we do that? Um, how, how, what better way can we do that? And that's through art. I feel like art is a universal language, like, uh, you know, music and love. And so um, I feel that that's a great way to speak to people. Awesome. Well, I am super yeah. excited for you that you'll be done here soon and you're going to do some more amazing things with your art and your career. I, I can tell that about you. You're so welcome. <laughs> Thank you. And then we were also chatting on the side about with some of the current contemporary things going on with like mm-hmm. cryptocurrency. That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned that you had done some updates on your website and right. that you were now accepting that as a payment. And so I find that kind of, I find it fascinating. I know <laughs> really very little about cryptocurrency. It's one of those things that I kind of glaze over a little bit, but I'll help uh-huh. you to shed some light on it. So, so what, it, what has been your experience with it? And why did you choose to add that as a payment form on your website? Um, I actually, cryptocurrency, you know, it's just, one of those things just like you said you see it and you graze over it and I've been learning a little bit I don't know if you uh if you use lynda.com through I think it's through LinkedIn now like to watch yeah videos on what crypto is what the blockchain is about like I don't know a lot about crypto but I do know that it is the future Uh a little everybody's a little hesitant of Mm -hmm. using it or transferring the business world over into that but what's going on is it's very it's a very transparent way of transporting money you know if you go through like a business and you get a loan and uh just wherever your money is wherever you keep your money what bank you don't have a lot of transparency as to how it transports through the system and with crypto 
I think that it's just a little bit, you have a little bit more awareness of what's going on with your funds. Um, it's also less prone to hacking. Um, and so in regards to wanting to accept it as a form of payment, I think that it shows people that you don't have to be afraid of this new system mm -hmm. and it opens up your clientele a little bit more. Like if you're accepting, uh, say you're accepting payment from over in, you know, another country that opens up your, your clientele and you're not specific, you're not staying just so specific to the U.S., you know? Oh. So that's why I decided to do it. Okay. Yeah. Do you take different cuts to see my husband's all into this and he talks about it. I'm so confused, but there's, <laughs> I know that there's lots of different types of currency besides Bitcoin. Right. When you integrated that as a payment form in your website, like, mm -hmm. are you taking like different kinds of crypto? like specific crypto? Or, yeah. Or specific yeah. kinds. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm taking, I, I think it accepts, I use Shopify. So it accepts uh, Bitcoin and it, it accepts Ethereum Okay. and Bitcoin Cash. So I think those are the only cryptocurrencies that Shopify accepts currently. Cool. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, I will be interested in hearing how that translates for, you know, for uh -huh. you with future payments and things and as I listen to my husband talk more about it and I've been trying to really <laughs> listen and understand because it's one of those things it's it's hard because I get that it's like the whole like it traces back to all the people who've had it and so but I have yet to figure out like I get confused when I think about like how does that equate into the value? Part the value, right, I right. I get confused because like with gold and like, I don't know, like even a piece of fine art, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's there, you can hold it and you touch it. And then, mm -hmm. it, but then money's been getting like that too, ever since with credit cards and all those like, you know, mm -hmm. have your phone scanned and then the money gets taken out of your account. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do agree that this is like, from what I've heard because of the issues, like it goes into this whole thing and I need to do more research, but like we're go we've been away from a, having a gold standard mm -hmm. currency and those kind of things are interesting. It's good to know because mm -hmm. this is our money and right. you know, how does it all work? So how does it work? A good place to start, I would say I use Coinbase. Okay. It's a platform where you could um, buy and sell the cryptocurrency and they also have little uh videos and quizzes that you can take in order to i guess earn um crypto okay and so that's a fun way of trying to learn about it and then the lynda.com courses as well wow you're always so ahead of the game finding <laughs> out new things robin i think it's really cool because i think when you're informed about how you can get paid you like you said you open it up mm -hmm. to other um, clientele right so uh, your my next thing was you're working with the mississippi free press and you mm -hmm. talked about a little bit can you go into a little bit more detail that process like how how did you um get that gig mm -hmm. what did you do to you know kind of your self-promotion and then what was the working process like between you and the um and the art director or editor 
Um, I actually, I went to interview for a job as an editor at the Jackson Free Press. The Jackson Free Press is uh, the actual like print publication. Oh, okay. Free Press is all online based, mm -hmm. but I went to interview for editorial position and the editor, um, Donna Ladd, she uh, looked at my resume and she said, oh, you have social media experience. We need somebody for social media. And she was like, well, maybe you can help out with that. And I see you have illustration work. Um, you're studying at SCAD? I said, yes. And so she said, well, maybe you could do some illustration work for us. So I created an illustration for the Jackson Free Press and she called me back. Uh, I still did social media for them, but she, she started um, the Mississippi Free Press. She called me back and she said, okay, we're doing this column on Black women and COVID. Do you want to create illustrations for this. And I, I told her, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. So that's how I got that that um, that gig. As far as the process, I work with a um, editor to, and the art director oh. to create the work. And they just give me, they give me the article mm -hmm. and I read through the article and I pick my processes, I pick out words that the um, person uses to write and I try to create a general illustration based on this on this article and the process is I send them over I don't send over sketches or anything and I know there's a, a whole process to the illustration yeah they usually say okay you send over sketches uh -huh. you you know they go through the sketches they pick which one they like you alter it this whole you know thing yeah. but when working with the Mississippi Free Press is not like that they give me a lot of freedom yeah. <laughs> I should say I like that and the turnaround time isn't so quick um honestly it takes me about a little over three or four days to get them work some you know people might say that's you know that's that's not very fast that's very slow but um I think it gives me time to really work out the kinks. And after I finish, I usually send them two color options oh. and they pick whichever color option they want and they just go with it. They rarely have, you know, adjustments mm -hmm. yeah. or anything like that. That's nice. Yeah. So are you, is it a, um, since it's online, are you doing mm -hmm. like a weekly or bi-monthly or? Um, um, usually, it's, I would say it's not weekly, it's maybe bi-monthly. So whenever they need work, but they send me a lot of articles at one time. Oh. So, um, and, you know, I go through, I, I ask them which one is priority and I do that one first. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Cool, that sounds like an awesome freelance. It, it yeah. is, it, it is, and I've been very blessed and very, happy to you know be a part of that that's awesome mm -hmm. so i was wondering um as far as um when you did because we both just finished our reviews mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was, you know, uh, that's always fun having that thrown into the mix with your uh, other assignments for the quarter and I was kind of wondering like um do you feel like there was any tips that you would give to people who were maybe at a at an art school and they have a review process and 
um, that might be helpful? Um, what I really learned is the group messaging. Oh. That really helps. I'm so glad you put that together because I mean, I think everyone was a little stressed out as to what was supposed to go in a portfolio for the review. Um, so that helped asking questions, you know, getting people involved that have already been through the review and what their feedback was. Um, I will say that the feedback that I received was, um, what did they say? They said the cartoon style that I, I guess that I use is becoming dated. And so they wanted to see more, I guess, I don't know if it, animation, the way the animation is going now, oh. uh, more 3D. Um, I didn't, I need to get clarification on that, but mm -hmm. that's basically, um, and then add a lot of your process work. Mm -hmm. Add a lot of process work, whatever research you've done, um, any sketches, um, review committees love to see that. But definitely having a group, mm -hmm. some kind of camaraderie so behind you. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. Yeah. Because I thought that. that we would, you know, have similar questions and then we could, somebody at some point has asked that question from mm -hmm. somebody else at the, um, in the department. And so it was nice to get that instant message and be like, mm -hmm. oh, I heard this. And then you're like, everybody in the group knew and then they could mm -hmm. kind of proceed. So yeah, and I do agree with you, making sure if you can, the process work, mm -hmm. um, having that kind of collected together digitally um, mm -hmm. is a good idea. Just, just so that you can pull from that and then put the final PDF together, so. Right, and then in your classes, what I started doing, I wish I would have done it like my first year or so, is organize all of your work into your folders on your computer. Don't just have it like on your phone or anything like that. Actually put it on some kind of hard drive so that when you're getting ready to compile your work for your review, you'll already know like where to go and what, you know, where to pull from. Nice. Yeah. So, so being very organized, that's, that's another tip. Yes. Yes. That's, that is very helpful. Mm -hmm. And then the next question is about any new marketing or, you know, things that artists and illustrators could do to get their work out there, especially hearing that you are working social media for a publication. I think that's awesome. Like, um, what have you kind of run into that are good options? Actually, that's a great question. I just finished up a professional practices and illustration. So in that specific class, we learned how to put together an artist statement, um, have your resume, uh, any stationary, like your overall, overall branding of your, you know, your artistry. Um, so having a logo, making sure your branding is consistent on all platforms such as, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, whatever social media platforms you use down to your stationery that you're mailing out. And one thing we had to do, we had to get our portfolio together. Um, we had to put a website together. And what 
if you didn't want to do like a physical portfolio, another option would be like a me book. And we had to put together a marketing plan. And most of all the students in the class were planning on mailing out something to their clients that they could physically like hold on to. I chose to do a, a mug. It was a coffee cup. <laughs> but I chose to do a mug um, with some of my illustrations on it. And for the show, I'm going to mail out maybe a press kit cool. of my portfolio along with um, just some things telling, telling the client or potential client about like me and my art and how they can use my services. So that's another, that's a, that's a way of, you know, getting your brand and your, yourself out there. Cool. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And then this brings up another question because I think you're, uh, you have the fine art, you have the mm -hmm. illustration that you've been doing. Because I always wonder about people who, because I feel like I don't fit as well into the fine art, but I always find this fascinating. Like, mm -hmm. do you find that people want to kind of pigeonhole you as one or the other? Do you find that it's easy balancing between both? Because I've seen you do gallery shows and, you know, have your work hung in the governor's mansion, things like that, which is so cool. Like, do, do people kind of look at you in one light versus another or is it both nowadays I was curious um I think it's kind of I think I would say both one thing I don't want to get pigeonholed into is I, I like doing children's work but I also want to leave room to grow in other areas um as far as fine art and the illustration I think you have to set that for yourself and just be adamant about not being pigeonholed into one area. Um, if you wanna go for uh, more fine art, then yeah, try to put a show together. It could be nothing grand. It doesn't have to be anything grand. It could be, you know, so I saw one guy, he was had, he had his work on a sidewalk, you know, um, he set his, his shop up there. Um, you could do that. And you could um, also create work and put it online. Um, yeah. Well, that's all wonderful advice um, for our audience. And then mm -hmm. my last question that I forgot to send you, but I want people to see your work. Where can mm -hmm. you go to see it? Uh, they could access my work. My portfolio is Robin Martia. That's R-O-B-I-N-M-A-R-T-E-A.com. Um, online. I also go by um, Martia Design Company on Instagram. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, Robin Martia, and on my personal page is Robin Martia on Instagram. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Robin. I appreciate your time and you talking to me and, and congratulations. You'll be finished soon. And thank you. Um, yeah. Are you going to come to Savannah? I don't even know. Do they do that for e-learning? I mean, do do we go, you know, you could come to Savannah. Walk, I mean, I don't know. How does, um, as far as graduation, yeah. Um, virtual? I, don't know. I believe SCAD used to, they used to have two graduations per year but um they cut it down to one I'm assuming because of COVID so I finish in at the end of the summer semester which is August of this year and you could walk at either the Atlanta campus or the SCAD campus in Savannah um, next year in 
I think it's June. Okay. So I'll be choosing either or campus. Well, I know you'll be working hard, doing some amazing things with your work. I'm so glad I met you in e-learning. You were always mm -hmm. giving awesome feedback, so mindful. You know, I could always tell like she looks at the work, she's looking <laughs> at what we're posting. She's just so <laughs> positive and mindful about what she's typing. And I, you could clearly tell in your posts. And I thought oh. that was like that is somebody who is giving that is a really nice um you know having that professional relationship with another artist is it's mm -hmm. great because at the end of the day when you leave school like you feel like you're a little bit in a void <laughs> so i think right, it's right, right. people that you can go to and be like hey what are you doing how are you doing this and that and how things have changed so so i look forward to seeing all the amazing things you're going to do robin because they're going to be great you too, Nancy. Thank you so much. You're very helpful. I always, you know, you're the first person I think about when I, you know, I have any questions specifically about illustration or anything like you are about your business. Oh. <laughs> and you're very professional. Thank you so much. Well, thank you everybody for listening to My Creative Life. Uh -huh. Bye. <laughs>